Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show and a contributor for reviewing the brew at Fansided. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. I am one of the co-founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy that can be found on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Me and my two other good buddies founded that, and we post a lot about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. And one of them is not joining me today, um, and that is Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender. He has life going on, so is not able to join me tonight. And Scott, the Vanilla Gorilla, well... Baseball isn't really his thing. He's more of a Bucks guy. So it will just be me recapping what has all gone on with the Brewers here over the last like four days. It has been a whirlwind of activity. If we back up to over the weekend, so think in November 1st, November 2nd, it started with some pretty obvious moves. I mean, Mike Moustakas and Yusmani Grandal declined their mutual options. Everybody saw that coming from miles away. No surprise there. Tyler Austin and Corey Spanschenberg elect free agency. They decided that, well, rather than, you know, being optioned down to AAA, we're going to say, yeah, let's see what the market has out there. And I thought the Tyler Austin deal makes sense. I mean, the Brewers traded for him in 2019, late in the season, to kind of bring him in, I think mainly to see if he could hit against lefties. He's had a history of a little bit of pop in his bat. Could never really bat for average, but just didn't really show much as a brewer didn't earn another contract really granted it wouldn't have been a huge one anyway but the Corey Spangenberg deal kind of caught me off guard he had the potential to be a very cheap utility player for the brewers you're thinking like one 1.25 mil someone who could fill in at second base shortstop outfields on any given day and heck, that's a lot cheaper than what we would have gotten Hernan Perez for, which he's obviously not with us anymore. So my likely candidate for a utility player is now out. So the Brewers now have a hole there as well. And then the other moves were Matt Albers, Jordan Lyles, Drew Pomerantz, Gio Gonzalez, and Jay Jackson, all elected free agency. So no surprise there. But that doesn't mean they can't come back to the Brewers. I mean, free agency just started today, 11-4, so we all know how fast the free agent market moves in baseball, so uh, we'll see if the Brewers decide to pursue any of them or not. Other news from over the weekend was the Brewers picked up the contract of Angel Perdermo, so he was an internal option for the Brewers played in triple a last year and the era was not there i mean high five or low five excuse me era but man the strikeout totals are there in 54 innings this year he had 86 strikeouts he had a 100 strikeout season in 2018 and the 156 strikeout in 2016 so clearly the brewers they know he has the ability to get guys out and they said hey we're gonna we're gonna give him a shot and promote him up to the 40-man roster so that's what they did it kind of reminds you a little bit of Corbin Burns I mean guy who can strike a shitload of batters out but DRA is <laughs> hasn't been where he wanted it so hopefully he has more success than what Corbin did at least last season because we all know 
how that played out for us. The more exciting news came from today. It was it was options day. Brewers had to decide by the end of today, Monday the 4th, if they wanted to pick up or exercise uh, the options on Manny Pena, Chase Anderson, and Eric Thames. Manny Pena's option was exercise. That was an easy decision for the Brewers, 1.8 mil to bring him back. I mean, and he's the he's a starting catcher right now. He's the dude, depending upon if we can re-sign Grandall or not. Chase Anderson was a little bit trickier. Brewer said after they announced the fact that they were going to trade him to the Blue Jays that they were obviously not going to pick up this option, but rather go through the arbitration process and see what money they could uh, save that way. But it turns out that they had a trade suitor, so the Blue Jays desperately needed starting pitcher, so they are going to take him and his $8.5 million salary, and the Brewers get Chad Spanberger in return. That is not me missaying that. Spanberger. So not Spanchenberg from Corey. Spanberger. Um, He's listed as an outfielder, although, or excuse me, as a first baseman. But he played more outfield in 2019, played more first base in 2018, so he has the ability to do both in that regard. Has a ton of power. He hit 27 home runs in 2018 with 90 RBIs while hitting close to 300. Granted, those were all in different levels of A-ball. But then in 2019, he went up to double A, really struggled, batting average down closer to 230, hit 13 home runs. But the potential is still there. I mean... The Brewers obviously saw that. You know, is he MLB ready? No, gosh, no, I don't think he is. But I think he could at least warrant getting an invite to spring training, showcasing off, showing off his skills there, and kind of seeing what he's all about. So he'll be he'll be fun to watch come this spring. And then as for Eric Thames, this move was more surprising. I did not anticipate the Brewers declining his option, but they figured they could allocate the uh, $6.5 million elsewhere because it was a $1 million buyout and it was a $7.5 million option, so they're they're saving 6.5 mil there. And, I mean, when you combine that with Chase Anderson's 8.5 mil, all of a sudden now you're saving 15 mil in, in one day. So... I think that's huge for the Brewers going forward. They could have went out and spent a crap ton of money today, but they didn't. That doesn't mean the Brewers are going to be tightwads all the rest of the offseason. I think they're they're going to spend, and that payroll is going to be another franchise record high come the start of opening day, but they wanted to be on the right players. So I think that's important to remember. Now, David Stearns did not rule out a return for Eric Thames. Obviously, he's going to test the market out, see what teams are willing to pay him a good amount of money before a return is even thought of. So, I mean, the Brewers are going to bring him back. It's probably not going to be until the end of January, end of February, heck, maybe even the start of spring training. Who knows? But, you know, for a guy who really started 2019 off bad and then was platooning with Jesus Aguilar for the longest time he finished on a high note absolutely crushing the ball he's a very underrated first baseman had a pretty high OPS and had some very successful seasons for the Brewers over his span here so I would definitely love to see him come back even if it's on a like a five mil deal that 
That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to see him hit another walk-off and just rip through his shirt again because that guy's just so jacked. But we'll see what ends up happening there with him. Other Brewer news, they reinstated Bobby Wall and Corey Knable, so they are now active. And that's just important to remember because we kind of forget about them. You know, the guys who were injured, like we're getting them back in 2020. So that's exciting. As I mentioned, I think today was a big win for the Brewers in terms of payroll. Kyle Lesneski posted out on Twitter that if the Brewers picked up the rest of their arbitration offers at their projected salaries, the Brewers would be looking at an $87 million payroll to start 2020. Now you factor in where the Brewers were at payroll-wise to start last season, that gives us roughly $40 million to kind of play with and work around with this offseason. But, you know, of course, not all those arbitration guys are going to get signed. So I'm going to give myself an extra 5 mil here in this hypothetical situation. So roughly the Brewers are looking at $45 million to toy with this offseason. So you think, okay, well, let's bring back Grandall. All right, that's $20 million at least right there. So now you're down to $25 mil. And then you say, okay, well, let's bring back Mike Moustakas. If you're going to sign him early, you're probably looking at somewhere around 16 maybe even 18 mil. So that's a lot of money there. That leaves you only seven, eight mil left after that if you sign him to a long-term deal. If you wait again and maybe maybe a situation plays out where you can sign him closer to 10 mil like the Brewers did in 2019, okay, that, that'd be a win. Then you're looking at 15 mil to spend if that were the case. Um, but nothing's guaranteed that way. And then you also have, of course, the flexibility now to re-sign your key free agent Levies, as in Drew Pomeranz, Jordan Lyles. Those two together, you combine their salaries, I bet you you're looking at close to 11, 10 mil per season for both of them. Not that they're both going to make 10 mil, like together their salaries add up to 10 mil. So say we didn't re-sign Moustakis, now you're looking at probably 15-ish mil to toy with after that. You could go out and get a decent number two starter for that much money. I mean, if the Brewers are unable to re-sign Grandal, all of a sudden, oh, Brewer fans be, we're in the running for Garrett Cole, 30 mil. Yep, that's going to take up pretty much all of our money. But I would expect the Brewers' total payroll to rise. So when I say 45 mil to play with, if they increase, you know, by 10 mil this season, now that's suddenly looking at like 55 mil. So, yeah, I think just backing up a little bit here, that just shows how important today was for the Brewers because you won by not spending money. Manny Pena is the only guy you pick up, and the rest of this 14 mil is going to go towards other players who the Brewers want to see in their uniform in 2020. Which kind of brings me to my next point. There have been some other key additions throughout the MLB to the free agent market that we haven't quite discussed yet. So looking at first base, which is obviously a hole the Brewers now have to fill. Ryan Braun returning there, eh, maybe. David Stearns didn't rule it out, but most likely the Brewers will sign someone. I don't think they have any internal options to really go off of. So the Angels declined their option on Justin Bohr last week. He's been a former 20-plus home run guy. Hasn't really had a lot of ample opportunities over the past couple seasons. Not a very great defender, but you give him an earn-it contract, might be worth the shot. 
The Nationals declined their option on Matt Adams. He can also play a little bit of outfield. You may remember him mainly as a Cardinal. He's that lefty with good power. Uh, can't hit much for average, but has a decent eye at the plate. Could be another cheaper option. Again, give him an earn it contract, you know, pay him four mil and say, show me what you got. Uh, looking at other positions throughout the infield, Judd Jerko is a free agent. He can play any of the corner infield spots or second base and has always been a pretty good hitter throughout his career. And my favorite option is the Diamondbacks declined their option on Wilmer Flores. And this this is your super utility guy that you want to go out and sign because depending on how things fall, he could even be a starter for the Brewers in 2020. He can play second base, shortstop, first base, third base, <laughs> name a position, he's there. And his offensive production is outstanding. He had over 300 in 2019. Outs produces very good OPSs, so he's a great hitter, has great eye, great plate discipline, and he's someone I think the Brewers should definitely look at targeting because he's available, and I'm very excited about him. Pitching-wise, the Athletics declined their option on left-handed pitcher Jake Diekman. I wanted him at the trade deadline, hard-throwing lefty. He's available. Yeah, Steven Strasburg's available, whatever. I'm not sure if he's going to restructure his deal with the Nationals. Is he going to return home to San Diego and sign with the Padres? Who knows? But again, that's a hefty price to pay for Strasburg. Same if you're thinking about going for Garrett Cole. So uh, I wouldn't say those are the Brewers' best choices to make, but yeah, they, they could do it if they really wanted to because of how they set themselves up today. So I think that will wrap us up for today. Brewers, they win today. They win. They saved some money. So we'll see what they decide to do with it. I am still continuing my Prospect Breakdowns podcast. So I'm in the low 20s now, approaching the high teens. So check out next week. That new one will be coming out. Make sure you're checking out the Packers Trilogy podcast and the Bucks Trilogy podcast. And following the page on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Check out all of our great content here from the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. But until next time, see ya, Brewer fans. Hey.